find the baller My life is more than money and jewelry My story's so crazy, dog I said make a movie behind the baller I went from playing sports to exotic whips Ain't gotta tell me, dog I know I'm the shit behind the baller My life is more than money and jewelry My story's so crazy, dog I said make a movie behind the baller I went from music exec to this podcast Now I finally feel at home and laugh Behind the baller Yo, yo, what's going on, man? You are rocking with the best. You are now tuned in to another episode of Behind the Baller. Yeah, I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. I swear to God, I got to fucking explain to people, man. (laughs) When I was broke, no paper, I wasn't humble. I was talking shit since I'd been five years old. I got suspended from school when I was five in kindergarten because I thought my auntie took a picture with Elvis. I didn't know Elvis had died years before all that shit, right? And so some dude called me a liar and I whooped his ass and then the teacher's aide tried to stop it and I slapped her and I got suspended in kindergarten. I I just been talking shit, period. Anyways, man, I hope everyone had a good weekend. Um, let me start off by telling you how my weekend started. I'm, uh, in the middle about shooting some things for, uh, for Cuddy, um, recording, handling some other shit, um, going to meet fucking clients. And I get a text from my wife at 1047 on Friday as I'm just getting my date, my my Friday started, my weekend started. And she's like, babe, I got to go pick up London from school. And I was like, wait a second. Is there a serious, is there a problem? Because there's all these fires going on in LA and there's just been constant fires for like the last few weeks. So the air quality is just fucking terrible, right? And as I've mentioned before, my son has severe asthma and um, if it ain't the fucking food allergies, you know what I'm saying? Then it's the fucking asthma, you know, it's just the bad air. But we thought it'd be okay. He had a half day at school. So we get a call. My wife goes, picks him up and um, I run a few errands. I handle what I got to handle. And I head back to the house because I want to see what's going on with my son. Get to the house and he seems he's all right. Doesn't seem that bad. You know, give him a treatment of his nebulizer, give him some albuterol and get him going. So it gets to nighttime. I forgot what the fuck I did Friday night. I didn't really do much because, you know, I'm just sitting here like, yo, this is my Friday night with my kids. We just chilling. So at around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, London starts coughing like fucking crazy. All right. Leonard starts coughing, man. He's just, he's just, you know, he's not doing so good. And I'm just like, man, this is just some shit. So I give him another treatment. And I said, you know what? I'm going to sleep in the bed with these guys, man, and see what's going on. I think I broke this down in that one episode about when I had the issue with the fucking stupid-ass fucking shop that you already know. Um, London, man, you know, extremely brilliant, very smart in other things he's, he's, he's late on. He was a very late talker. I think I broke that down because of health issues. I think there was a, there was just issues with, with just him um, speaking. He spoke late, but he knew. He's smart, smart as hell. He read, write before anybody else. He's very smart now. He's even quite articulate for his age. But um, going on, my son speaks a lot more now. You know, um, Ryder talks his ass off, but Lennon was, you know, talk so much. But, you know, he talks when he's comfortable and whatever. But he, he's able to tell me, when things aren't right, when he could tell me before, when he was when we were really dealing with this issue at two and three years old, he wasn't really talking very much. It was hard for me to tell like, yo, what's going on? You know, can you breathe? Can you talk to me? Like, talk to me. So at around 4.50 in the morning, he wakes me up and he's like, daddy, I, I'm, I feel weak. And I see him wheezing. He goes like, I, I don't know. I don't feel good, daddy. I need my mask. So I give him a treatment. 
I'm up, you know, I forgot what fucking time I went to bed with him. I went to bed like at one. I was trying to, you know, organize some shit in the house and um, watching over him worried. So I'm like, I can't really do anything. So I'm just literally constantly organizing. You know, the man cave takes so much fucking manicuring and fucking polishing and all kinds of tidying up and shit to do. So um, at around like finally 6.15 or 6.30, I get some help from my mother-in-law and I just fall, I pass out. My wife has to take a class that's mandatory. There's nothing she could do about it. It's regarding my son's school and like being able to be a teacher um, could aid and help out and go to field trips and stuff. So I pass out. 9.30, my mother-in-law wakes me up. She's like, hey, he's, he's crying for the mask again. I'm like, fuck, man, this shit just ain't no good. So I go down and I check his oxygen and his oxygen's real low. And I'm like, here we go. It's been a minute, you know. This is something I just never, ever want to get used to again and it just it just fucked that and um thank god i canceled my trips uh we go to the er right so we're dealing with that and i got people who hit me up and you know it's it's tough man i got people who are important that you know and everyone's important everyone's busy and everyone's famous and shit in la right and so um i get a dude who actually is a very powerful person is right you know he's trying to hit me up and i just not getting back to him and then I show him a picture of me and my, my son in the hospital. I'm like, bro, this is what I'm dealing with. This is something that's been going on for a long time. And he's like, yo, family first. I apologize. Like, no, it's all good. I feel bad. I'm trying to, you know, it's a, it's a fucking handicap, you know, in, in life. And it sucks. So I, I, we go to the ER. And um, we get a, a steroid shot for him. And it's not that bad. But he just in order for him to get over that hump, he needs some assistance, you know. And, and, and I don't want to do any x-rays because he had a lot of x-rays as he was a little kid. So we get this steroid and um, London hates getting shots. The thing about London is, you know, London's a small dude, right? He's 50 inches tall. He's uh, he's tall for his age, real skinny. Ever since he was maybe two or three, he could fucking, it would take five grown men, like five adult nurses, men. I'm talking about grown men, not five, six, big built dudes, over 170. Five of them to hold him down sometimes to get a shot or get an IV in him. He would go fucking crazy. And I already knew this Asian uh, um, doctor and this lady nurse just wasn't going to be enough. And so I hold him down. He gets his shot. He's fucking just pissed as fuck. He goes crazy. But within like 20 or 30 minutes, he's feeling a little better. His saturation, his oxygen's getting you know, better and everything. So I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. Let's get this cracking. Um, and again, that was my Saturday now, right? And so my Saturday is just, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I have totally fucking forgot. I got to fucking fix Balvin's Murakami chain. This is like no small job. I can't send anybody else. On top of that, I've been dealing with Balvin for the last three years, and I've never gone to see a show of his. And this motherfucker sells out arenas. He sells out 60, 70,000 person arenas by himself. No fucking, no other lead name, whatever. And he's been crushing his shit for years now, and I've just been making joy for him. He's been, he done dropped a bag, right? He, Balvin done spent shit over a million dollars with me. Um, and he's a good dude, one of the nicest people in the world. Sometimes I tell him I wish he was a bigger dick and more of an asshole. I think he'd be uh, more famous. I mean, he's already enormously famous in the Latin community, but I'm just saying, like, he's just a very just kind person. He's just a gentleman. He's just a super nice guy. So he's hitting me up. I'm like, bro, man, I'm telling you, I don't know if I'm going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just like, and my wife really wants to go, and, and my other family members want to go, and I'm just like, yo, we got to think about London, right? And, um, we got to see if he's going to turn a corner. So, you know, meanwhile, I'm like trying to get him his favorite food. You know, I'm just hoping this fucking steroid kicks in and uh, we don't have to give me any treatments or anything else. And this is like probably like well, 1 p.m. now. 
we were in the ER for a minute and then um, we got discharged quick. We um, get back to the house and he's, you know, getting almost back to normal. And I'm like, by six or seven o'clock, if he ain't at like a 96 on his oxygen and if he ain't like talking and eating and everything. And by the way, I forgot to mention, he threw up like five times. He, at a certain point, he's just throwing up complete water. He's throwing up all his food. He could be dehydrated. He's just fucking just miserable. His whole body hurts, everything. He's just, he can't hold down shit, right? So it's just been a fucking, just a fucked up time. And uh, finally, again, he turns the corner right around 5 or 6 p.m. He was cool all day. He ate, had a full meal. And I'm telling you guys this because this is part of parenting. This is the kind of shit you got to deal with. I don't wish this upon anybody. People say, I don't wish jail on my... I almost rather go to jail than have to deal with this shit like this. It's it's really just crazy when you see your son hooked up to oxygen machines, um, going to fucking ICU and all those type of things. But thank fucking God he turned the corner, you know, and um, he was all right. And one thing that I do when he gets really sick and I'm just trying to monitor and I just can't really focus because I'm a heavy sleeper, I could fall asleep to a goddamn airplane crashing into my home you know um so i'm just like organizing the house and uh i need to give away a ton of clothes man i give my brother-in-law my father-in-law clothes i give a lot of homies clothes but it's just like i just have a bunch of shit some of it's just like regular ass stuff like it could be champion stuff it could be just regular clothes i just need to get rid of a ton of shit right i donate some stuff sometimes but i just don't have the time to go down to goodwill right? A bunch of pairs of shoes in size 10 and a half. Most, almost all my clothes are size XL. I don't rock a lot of this stuff. I get a lot of shit for free. And I'm like, man, please stop sending me shit. If I ask you for it, cool. And I, you know, I'm thankful, but it's like, God damn. Which brings me to remind you, um, I'm never too proud to flip kicks. I've said this before in past episodes, depending how I got them, you know, if I wear them, you already know that used kick game you know the near dead stock that shit's a crazy ass game right there right and if i already got my use of rocking them here and there you know man no one could really say shit i didn't already did my due diligence for the people who gift them to me or whatever it may be because i don't just really go out and buy kicks like that um sidebar i was in a picture with me and my wife in london we're in knightsbridge and some dude commented on my wife's picture like oh i bet he overpaid for those travis scott ones and my wife was like well he got them for free <laughs> so like exactly like shut the fuck up but Going back, I'm not too proud. I will go grab me a th cool $3,000 or more for shit that I'm not going to wear anymore. Shit that's just sitting around. I'll trade it for something else, some doper shit. But yeah, I will collect cash quick. You know what I'm saying? And like give some things away. I, you know, I, I, whenever, you know, like if I, if I all of a sudden come into five grand on some shoes, yeah, you know, give my mom some money, give some other people money that don't need it. Just, you know, give an extra shit here and there. That's my charity sometimes. Like I said, I take care of my own. Um, at the same time, there's people who I take care of in the Philippines who need money and they get money. So there's a lot of people that I take care of on a regular basis. Like, and there's a lot of people that I employ and there's a lot of people that I feed. So Saturday night, J Balvin is good. I started dusting down the GTC because I got my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law with us and me and my wife and my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law, we double date down to Staples Center and we go see my man, J Balvin. And let me motherfucking tell you, goddamn, Jose, AKA J Balvin, every motherfucking song this dude does is a dance song. It's just crazy. The energy in there was nuts. He sold out the motherfucking Staples Center. This place was rocking. He had motherfuckers from seven years of age all the way up to in their 60s. Mexican women, they, they was in there 
going off. It was crazy, right? Pull up to Staples Center. One thing I forgot, because I don't really go to concerts and shit. Um, when you go to Laker games, right, you know, the Southwest VIP valet is $200. People complain about it. And I used to complain about it. But it's kind of like, yo, man, the convenience, just going in. I don't want to deal with shit. You know, it's kind of like, boom, Southwest VIP floor entrance is right there. And um, for concerts, I didn't know it's $100, so it's cut in half. Now, I know I sound crazy right now for some of you people who wouldn't, you know, spend 100 bucks on parking, but that's like kind of cheap in LA. So you go to a nightclub, you're going to drop 100 on VIP valet easy. So um, Balvin, you know, he left four backstage passes, all access, four tickets. Um, I was real thankful, man. This motherfucker really left. He gave us the bomb of seats. Um, Kylie Jenner was there and uh, a couple other fucking celebrities, whoever the fuck they were. But um, Kylie had seats as well, too. And we had seats. I'm telling you, we had the best fucking seats. Pot. Like, they were just perfect seats. And he had, like, a VIP area where, like, the homies and friends and family sit. And like people don't have tickets, it's like the risers. It's it's a common thing with with concerts. And um, thank God I wasn't there. I wanted to sit down and kind of like chill. And my wife with me, you know. And she got decked out. She got all dressed up, and people were looking at her crazy. She was. I was like, "Fuck that, babe. Show off. Show out. You know what I'm saying? Show your body. Show show what God gave you." And um, it was cool, man. I pulled up to the um to his dressing room, and she's like, "Babe, you sure you gonna walk in there?" I was like, "Man, that's fucking that's my dog. I don't knock or nothing. I walk right in that motherfucker." And his family's in there, and he's not in there. And they're like, oh, he's probably in the in the VIP lounge, the friends and family area. So I walk in there, and I see my guy, and I'm like, yo, Balvin, what's good? He gives me a hug, man. He's excited to see me. I see the guest family there, the Marcianos. I see my man, Ashley Nichols. Um, me and Ash go back fucking way, way back. He used to be Dame Dash and Jay-Z's assistant. Um, who else did I run to? Darren Romanelli, super talented artist, um, custom clothier. Um, my man, Scooter Braun, was in there. Uh, I get to chop it up with Scooter for a little bit. You know what? Let me say this, man. Scooter is probably one of the few people that I know that isn't right now, but will be someday be a billionaire. That motherfucker is a hustler. Like straight up and down, he is a motherfucking hustler. Who else, man? I ran into, um, finally met that dude, Christopher Kites. He makes the the plastic, like acrylic jewelry. You know, super nice, respectful kid, man. You know, I fuck with dudes always show love, man. I fuck with dude. I haven't repped his jewelry before. Um, I met Itai finally. Um, shoe surgeon was there. You know, it was a lot of fam, a lot of homies there. Um, again, I don't know if I said it already, but the Black IPs were there. They were gonna they perform with him, and you know, I go back with Will, um, Taboo, App, and even Ferguson, uh, Ferguson, Stacy Ferguson, aka Fergie. Um, I've known Will I am since he was 16. I think he's like 44, 45 now, what the fuck it is. And I've known Will a long time. He grabs my head, my bald head. He grabs it. It's like, I've been balling. And it's just been crazy because my wife doesn't get out with me much. And my brother-in-law is like, God damn, you know, everybody. It's not that. It's just the people I know, I really know. So, um, yeah, Kylie Jenner pulls up a little entourage. Uh, Sophia Richie, it's crazy. I've known Sophia since she was like fucking seven or eight years old. And older brother Miles is like my little brother. I used to chaperone him all over the place. And also some uh, motherfuckers I don't really fuck with was with her. But she pulled up. She showed love, you know. And then um, she got two balls in 1942 while we were drinking Buchanan's. That's what Jay Balvin's endorsed by. Nothing, No disrespect to Buchanan's, but it's not my thing. Um, but she's drinking 1942 and don't even share it. And uh, she's doing photo shoots in the motherfucking friends and family shower. Like dead ass. You go to her page. She was doing photo shoots in the shower it was crazy but going on like i said show starts nosebleeds sold out 
place is rocking. This motherfucker had crazy energy. It was dope, man. He fucking, uh, he was doing this thing where he was counting how many bras he got. And I don't know about, yeah, man, listen, these Latin girls, they got some big ass titties because these bras were so fucking big. I didn't see anything under a seat. These were mostly D cup bras. These were big ass bras. I was like, God damn, you know, not to mention, I mean, no disrespect. My wife hates, but I mean, my wife is, she's a uh, very blessed, um, going on. The show was fucking incredible. I got to thank fucking Fabio, um, Ivan, uh, Orly, Gordo, just all of fucking Jay Balvin's entire team, Milkman. They all such good fucking people, you know? And Jay Balvin's been asking me to go to Medellin, Colombia. And I just had this weird, you know, feeling about Medellin just because Escobar's from there, you know, Griselda, fucking the boss lady. It's just, you know, Colombia, <laughs> that ain't like, I mean, I've been a lot of places again. I'm what, 36 countries now or something, more than that now. And uh, I haven't been to Columbia, but you know, I might, I might check it out. But again, man, the show was rocking. When he fucking played uh, Migente, it was fucking off the chain. That motherfucking shit was lit. Someone videotaped, I think it was, a, it was a, one of Balvin's cousins videotaping me dancing. And people were like, yo, I've never seen Ben even happy. He's always angry and shit. But uh, that was dope. I get home. Um, my son, uh, London, is cool. He's asleep. And then again, I decided to sleep in my kid's room, check him out. And then around 6 30 in the morning, he wakes me up. I didn't go to bed till two. So I'm like, fuck, man, God damn. You know, so at around 6.30, he wakes me up. I give him a treatment. And then my son been cool ever since. I don't know if he's going to school tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Sunday night right now. By the time you guys hear this, I I'm, I'm, might hold him back for the day. But uh, I wake up and um, I uh, postmate some McDonald's breakfast. I don't give a fuck what you guys say. I fucking love McDonald's breakfast. And so does my man, Kid Cuddy. Motherfuckers <laughs> love McDonald's breakfast. But uh, I throw on the Seahawks game, and it's lit. You know what I'm saying? We out there, first fucking drive, boom, score three points. And, you know, it gets to a point where we're up 21-0, and we got such an insane lead. But it's like anytime we play against a decent receivers, uh, a decent run game, we fucking play against a decent offense, period. It's like, goddamn, our secondary just falls apart. That shit scares the fuck out of me. It's fucking frightening. You know what I'm saying? Like, we just need to, we just need to be more aggressive, period, man. And uh, we need to smash the Bucks next week. I, the Buccaneers, got they're coming to our house, and we just need to fucking smash on them. Um, unfortunately, I won't be there because I got Complex Con. And uh, we just need to run up the score like the fucking Niners did today. We need, we need to run up the score at 50. You know what I mean? Because I want to enter Levi Stadium 7-2. and two, I swear to God, I just want to prove that fucking Garoppolo ain't shit. He just, he's, people are like, no, you're tripping, he's lit. I mean, maybe, okay, okay, but I think Lamar Jackson is definitely more dangerous than him. Um, again, man, listen, Niners have not played anyone tough. Like the Rams, okay, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's nothing. They've had a fucking cake fucking walk schedule, all right? They played the fucking Cardinals two times within a month. This shit is so like, come on, Cardinals are ass. Like, I want to see what they do when they play against the Ravens, when they play the Saints, when they play the Packers, you know? Like, we'll see. Listen, again, I've, I've been hyping this up. 11-11, you'll see me there with my boy Scott. My boy Scott Ferranda, I'm putting you on fucking blast. For real Filipino Seattle motherfucking native. Motherfucker reps that rude, rude lifestyle, man. Shout out to my boys at Rude, Luigi, Roxy, um, and Scott. He'll be there at the game with me. He's a diehard fucking Seahawks fan. And you know what? I wonder who's going to get the fucking Snickers chain this week. Because uh, Tank, man, Tank has been repping. 
that motherfucker repped so fucking hard. Jesus Christ, man. It was crazy on Dan Patrick's show. To hear my name. Yo, Miles, can you pull up that? that, that uh, please tell me you have that soundbite of Dan Patrick shouting me out on this fuck on the that DP show. I'm the seventh player to get awarded the chain this season. And, yeah, um, Ben Baller made the chain. Yeah, I'm rocking it right now. Um, you can go check out my Instagram, see me rocking it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what do you need to do to get the swag chain? Uh, you really got to, you know, be the hungriest player of the week. Um, you know, just all throughout the NFL, uh, you know, Snicker and NFL did a partnership where the hungriest player of the week, um, you know, get awarded the swag chain uh, made by Ben Baller. Um, so, I mean, I, I got awarded this week. I'm pretty sure um, that it should be coming back my way next next week <laughs> and um, the following weeks. And, you know, at the end of the season, they're um, giving the chain out to whoever the fans vote was the hungriest player of the year. Yep. They're going to give it to their charity. So, Ben Baller's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. Ben Baller is a big deal because he'd be making these big old icy pieces. That <laughs> so, yeah, man, you know what? I hope a Seattle Seahawk player gets this Snickers chain at least once this season. All right, that, that would be fucking dope. Um, on to the Lakers. Listen, man, got a couple W's. I think I, I want to publicly say that I fuck with Alex Caruso. I, I've always fucked with dude. Um, I talked about it when Homicide got on my show. Sidebar, I know he has a serious girlfriend. And um, I, I don't know. Listen, man, he's young. Fuck all that. I, I want to see him take down Rihanna. Everyone's fucking tripping because Rihanna was trending with Crusoe because she was staring him down, looking at him. Man, it would be such a good look. It would be because he's got that serious Mr. Burns like hairline going on. And it'd be a good look for us washed up dudes who, who um, I don't do is young. But for all the men out there who got the Lexus moonroof hairline, It'd just be a good look. Sidebar, fuck the Clippers, all right? Like, fuck them. Um, finished Tyler's chain, met up with him. Uh, he got a couple crazy fucking new vintage Italian cars. He got Lancia. He got a couple just crazy rally cars. Super dope. I fuck with that. He's he's like, you know, into that rare vintage uh, European shit. Um, anyways, finished his chain. Shit came out insane. Just some of the contouring that we did on this piece and the way that we just really just the details and the colors. I don't want to get too, you know, too into it, obviously, but fuck, man. I'll probably post the chain in like three weeks or so. You know, he's always weird about that and everything. It's going to be after Flogna, probably, or right after that. But, you know, he's weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just fucking weird. So, um, after the Seahawks game, I went to go see Cuddy. And um, Cuddy's doing rehearsals for uh, his Complex Con show, you know. He just flew in from Europe, flew in from Italy, and um, always good seeing Cuddy. Been talking a lot and shit, and uh, got to see him rehearse. You got dope ass show coming for you, and uh, I might as well just let motherfuckers know. I don't give a fuck, you know. He got a relationship with Murakami. He got a relationship with me, and uh, he got to buy two of the Murakami collaborations: the Ben Ball and Murakami chains, the Rainbow, and then the Black Amethyst Flower, and um, it was just dope. We got to shoot, you know, we, we, we documented it on his documentary and uh, I got to, you know, I, I got to feature, I got to little, do a little cameo in his documentary. This is like a real, for real, like this is going to be some award-winning shit. This is some super dope, super, super dope documentary that he's got going on. And um, again, he got both chains, like nobody's going to get two motherfucking chains, right? And I've had everybody, 
I don't want to name drop on this because I know they'll probably be upset, but I'm talking about major rock star, major rapper, major art collectors. This is going to be fucking crazy. This shit's going to sell out in minutes. I said hours at first. That's just going to be minutes because the amount of inquiries that we got going on for this is crazy. And these are small pieces, man. 50 bands ain't ain't like, you know, that's not like nothing. That's that's a lot of money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, Ran into, just randomly ran into my man, Flacco in traffic. Got to chop it up with, with Rocky. Um, Pretty Flacco. He'd been posting some sus ass shit. <laughs> and you know, he actually was cutting me up about some shit. But um, I jumped in the fucking car service with him. I pulled over and uh, he played me some new music. Yeah, I've never heard no shit like this from him. He really got some new music. And he's a, uh, uh, we, we discussed about reinventing ourselves. Um, I've done it three fucking times. I reinvented my career, reinvented myself and everything. I'm still the same person, but just the way I'm marketing and, and what how, what angle I'm going on in life. And he's like, yo, I'm in such a great place, man. I'm in a positive place. He's just really happy. And uh, he's a different dude, man. He's just, you know, he's just, He's like, y'all need to clean my act up. Well, you don't need to clean shit up, bro. You're pretty flacco, man. You good. You ASAP Rocky. You you straight. But, you know, um, the music I heard was fucking incredible. And it was just good to see the smile on his face. You know what I'm saying? Especially because all the shit from Sweden. And he's just, he's past all that. But, uh, yeah, always good to run in the fam. Especially, you know what I'm saying? He's like, okay, see that AUG tattoo? Then I show him that AUG credit card I got. Which, uh, by the time you hear this podcast, you'll you'll see my post on Instagram. Um, my man, uh... Johnny Vu, he got this website called um, LionCreditCard.com. He makes all the crazy custom credit cards. I have like eight of them. I have eight credit cards. Well, I have six credit cards and two debit cards, right? And he's done custom all. The motherfuckers are dope as fuck. And I had this brand new odd card and this 24 Garrett Cold um, credit card, metal card. Shit is fresh as fuck. And Rocky's about to order one. Shit is dope. Um, going about, uh, to, well, it's going to cars, man. Um, I got car parts up the ass and I need to put them in my storage. Shit is just crazy. I need to sell shit too. It's just getting fucking nuts. Um, by the time you hear this podcast, I dropped off my Pista over at Platinum Motorsport. Getting my Pista lowered. I got the Novatech uh, coilover you know, springs and shit. So I'm dropping that bitch to the ground. And then as soon as I get my car back, I'm taking that bitch to Gintani. And Gintani's going to do a full exhaust system, full ECU tune. and throw it on the dyno. Um, it's going to get my fucking pista to about 900 horsepower. So that bitch is going to be a motherfucking vicious beast. I love that motherfucking pista. That bitch is so dope. Plus the fact it's so rare. You know what I'm saying? Also, speaking of which, um, I'm going to be getting Gintani, Alex Gintani on the show. Maybe on this week's episode, uh, Thursday or, or next Thursday. But I'm definitely going to get him on here. And he's going to discuss all the crazy ass cars he does how the fuck he got into this and how he's fabricating custom-made exhaust systems better than all these major fucking exhaust. I would never buy an exhaust system from anywhere else. This motherfucker is the best. He would make it custom-made for your car. Like, why the fuck you gonna buy a Brabus exhaust or fucking, you know, um, Fab Speed or fucking, uh, fucking anything. What is it? Uh, IP, whatever. Any fucking exhaust system you could think of. Novatech, whatever. I'd rather just get this shit from it. Especially if you got a Benz or a Beamer or if you have a twin turbo McLaren 4. What the fuck you have? Gintani's the dude to go to, all right? And we're gonna talk about all that shit, man. He he has a sleeper cars. He has he does it all. I think he has like fucking 1,300 horsepower and upgraded turbos in his McLaren 720 now, which is retardedly fast. But uh, he had this C63 Benz and every major race car owner I've ever met has a C63. It's crazy because it's like a little fucking pocket rocket. And that bitch looks stock as shit. I mean, as stock as you could fucking get. And that motherfucker was fast as a motherfucker. 
This guy was doing 165 on the fucking 10 freeway, smashing on Rarys and Lambos. And, I, I, and Jack from Platinum was looking at him, what the fuck, is, what, what the hell, how are you doing this? Because 165 gets a little scary in, in the Ferrari. In that car, like, Alex is a nut. So I'm getting him on the show. There's a lot of people wanting to get a, wanted me to talk with uh, Gintani on the show anyway. And um, listen, man, I gave you motherfuckers two hours and fucking 30 or 240 minutes on that Thursday episode with Jonas and everything, right? So this weekend rap is going to be a little short. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be 30 some odd minutes. But uh, listen, man, I'm, I'm dropping gems. And uh, I want I want to leave you guys with this, man. I always say this is not your practice life. You know what I mean? There's no rehearsal for this shit, right? You know? And um, I would be like, yo, life ain't no game, right? But but peep this, man. Just just listen to this for a second. Life is a game, kind of. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what you do for a living, there will always be professionals and there will always be amateurs. You know what I'm saying? Some have been gifted with physical attributes. Some of them have been gifted with, you know, just an insane brain, you know? Um, some been gifted with the gift of gap, right? That's, that's me, you know, I got a mouthpiece on me, right? Obviously. And some, you know, they're just regular people. They just want to work. They don't want to talk. They don't want to do anything extra. They want to do this, want to do their job, not talk much and do much else and just clock in and do their nine to five, five o'clock, their day is done. They don't want any extra added stress. They want to watch their TV shows and just, just, you know, save up for a vacation. Maybe, maybe one day have a house, maybe not. And they're just content and that's cool. I don't understand the mentality at all. That is just not me at all whatsoever. I could not fucking just do that. It just would drive me crazy. Now, again, could be, you know, there's probably some peace in that, you know, not as hectic as me, but again, man, I demand more out of life and, and I want more and I want more for my kids and my family. And then there's those who don't do shit. Somehow they have managed to smoke some weed and, you know, mooch off of people, whatever, couch surf, whatever the fuck they do, but they'll talk a lot of shit. They'll ju- they the most judgmental motherfuckers in the world but they're also chicken shit scaredy cats who don't want to risk anything they ain't got shit to risk anyway but they still won't risk anything and they won't don't want to put in any effort at all and it's just like those type of people are the worst but the point i'm trying to say is i know if i can't win by strength whatever where the fuck i'm whatever i'm going after then i got to use my brain it's common sense you know what i'm saying never once okay not ever have I used my money to get ahead, meaning I paid to get ahead. That's not me. And I'm talking about cutting a line or, you know what I'm saying, or, or, you know, buying the fucking fast pass at fucking Disneyland or getting the VIP tour. I'm talking about using my money to get ahead in other things, like to get ahead in life and business. It's just not, that's just not what I do. One, I'm way too smart to do that. Two, I'm too cheap for that, right? But when you want to win, you need to study right? You just, you have to, right? Some people are, are born with, you know, with, with their brain and whatever, but at the same time, like, watch that movie, Good Will Hunting, and you see the struggles that motherfucker has, and, you know, he's a one in a billion, but you just got to practice, you know, whatever it is that you want, you want to do in life, and at a certain point, you'll know, all right, this is me. You, you can't be delusional. You got to be real with yourself. You can't have yes men in your camp fucking you up and just misdirecting you. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the worst thing in the world when you have misdirection, all right? But, you know, you got to go out and study everything. You need to find your opponent's weakness, okay? You need to find out your weakness, okay? You need to find out your demographic. You need to find out where your weaknesses lie, you know, and you need to strengthen all the areas that are lacking, okay? And if you don't, 
then that's on you, all right? Because at a certain point, after you turn like 27 to 28, it's getting later in life. But me personally, I'm telling you, like, that shit is not, like, you can't go back. That's it. Like, you've missed all that. Yeah, you wanted to party and whatever else. You have to figure out that fine line of when you want to fuck around or you want to get your shit together, right? And ain't nothing wrong with getting your shit together. You can still have your fun, but you should have your five days of fucking grinding, hustling, putting in that motherfucking work. And those five days should be equivalent to, to the average man's 10 days, right? So you could have your two days of fun, you know? Anyways, this is something I say that you could use towards anything though, you know? Whether it's even to a spitting game at a girl, making a friend or, you know, making a connection with someone that you want to get next to. You know, I see dudes in the gym, right? They got fucking six packs. They got nice hair. They got a fucking, they even got a decent car. You know what I'm saying? When I say a decent car, I mean like they got a Benz or a Beamer or something, right? And I could literally be in the shape that I'm in right now, which is the worst shape in the world. Like I said, my chest looks like a wet blanket, right? And I could pull their girl with a fucking pot belly in my minivan. You know what I'm saying? It's just really how you approach things. Now, coming in too hot or coming in too cocky won't get you where you want to be. Please believe that shit's just not going to work unless you're like Drake, you know what I mean, or someone on that motherfucking level, all right? Like, even LeBron might be like, I don't know. I don't know if it might work, but, you know, it's, I'm talking about you got to be on some whole other shit. You got to be fucking Neymar or some shit or fucking uh, Cristiano, fucking uh, Ronaldo, whatever the fucking soccer player dude's name is. But anyways, just know that I didn't get this far in my life and I didn't get to my age by being a fool, you know? I soaked up all that knowledge and I've used all that shit from 15, 20 years ago to whatever it is to my advantage today, you know? And if it's not sports or anything, physical activity, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I could line up with anybody in the motherfucking world that's younger than me, that thinks that they're crushing it, you know, I don't give a fuck, it'd be the founder of Snapchat, whatever. I could look at someone today who's very successful, very smart, and I'll run fucking circles around them. I know that with no problems. Like, I'm 100,000% confident I could do that. All right, literally, I'd run circles around them because I have way too much overall life experience. You know what I'm saying? You gotta just know, man, be smart when your physical skills aren't up to par and use that formula to anything you're doing, whether it be in personal life or in business, okay? Just wanted to say that to you people, man. Some people don't think enough. It's just it's crazy as fuck. Um... I just remember something off the top of my head. This Kanye album. Jesus Christ. And, and Jesus, it, it, the, the album is called Jesus is King. A lot of people are gassed. A lot of people are this. Some people are saying that he's trying to start a cult. And you know, get that fucking tax-free billion dollar life. And I, I don't know, man. I just, I, this has got to be his worst album to me. That's just my personal opinion. Um... If you're talking about gospel and people are like, you know, like, what's wrong with gospel? Listen, man, I'm not really a religious person. I'm a very spiritual person. I'm spiritual and I believe there's one God in all the religions that there are out there, whether it be Muslim, you know, uh, the Judaism, fucking Catholics, Christian, Buddhism, whatever it may be. I feel like there's all that is just directly under one main God. I don't believe there's more than one God. This is that one God. And, um, when it comes to this hybrid gospel album that's rap or whatever, I don't, I just don't fuck with it. Um, you know, some of it sounds okay, but it's just like, I don't know, man. It just don't sit right with me. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of Jesus Walks, right? But Jesus Walks was 
way more gospel than anything on this album. And that shit was more powerful. I don't know. You guys listen. You guys tell me what the fuck you guys think. I'm, I'm not, I don't know, man. But uh, before we go, um, I know a lot of people were asking about my health and people were hitting me up, doctors and shit. I appreciated all the advice and everything. So back to my health. I know you guys were asking and inquiring about it. But uh, I really think, and I'm not a doctor, obviously. I've just been around. And, and listen, man, stop fucking Googling your symptoms, okay? Stop going to WebMD and all that shit because that shit ain't going to do. Listen, man, I used to Google all my symptoms and shit. Like, oh, boom, you could fucking have 10 different diseases, you know? And then be like, oh, I'm bipolar too. Like, no, nah, man, listen. I think the anxiety was really getting the best of me. For the most part, I feel better. I'm okay. Um, I think some of the supplements I've taken, um, some of the vitamins and random stuff, and I was taking way too much. I was drinking like two or three cups of coffee. Um, and that was giving me arrhythmia, which is aka a regular heartbeat. You know, um, I bought a separate new, um, I don't even know how you pronounce it, but oximeter, which I, I use on my son. My son has a different one for him that checks your saturation levels, you know, meaning like how much oxygen is going into your heart and such. And, um, you know, it tells you obviously, you know, how much air and oxygen is going. Because if you have low oxygen, you're fucked, right? And, you know, consistently for the last week or so, I'm at a 97, 98. Um, I've never seen a 99, I don't think. Um, but at the end, again, I haven't really like measured it that, that long. But um, I'm not saying that that could tell you everything, but it does say something. Because if I had a major, major heart issue, then uh, that would be affected. You know, you'd see me brown in the 91s or something or whatever. Uh, and I've been checking that motherfucker like three, four times a day. But I'm still going to go see a doctor soon. Um, I think I mentioned before, we're paying, you know, I don't think people's rent in like a nice place. It's paying like $3,500 a month for health insurance. It's crazy. Yeah, I used to have it. Uh, my family was covered under my businesses. Um, but one of those businesses I got rid of. So um, we have a family plan. But now with the coverage I have right now, I'm changing over to an individual family plan. And don't even ask. It's just a fucking nightmare to switch insurance. It's just, seriously, it's just fucking terrible. This is where I swear to God is fucking so scary and crazy on how shitty our country's healthcare is. It's really fucking terrible. Um, people complain about it in, in Germany and fucking, in, well, not in Germany. People actually like me in Germany. Um, people complain about it in Canada, but it's definitely bleems light years better than what we got going on here and it's fucked up when i'm dealing it with london that's what really scares me you know and i've always had insurance for him but again i'm thankful that um we're beyond financially stable you know um thankful that we have the means to pay for his hospital bills and for these bills meanwhile while we figure out our insurance plan and i know some people can't i know some people don't have it but again man i've worked for it nobody gave me shit I went out there and I earned it. And uh, that that's that. I hope all you guys have a great week. Uh, I'm off to San Francisco this week to finish up my Ben Baller to the Strain um, project, the, you know, my weed flower project. I got to do the packaging and, and these fucking, uh, this packaging looks dope as fuck. It looks high end. Final touches. Yo, man, don't forget, man, I'm going to pop up in a MedMen store. You know, we're in the MedMen stores in all the LA area. Um, shout out to MedMen. They got some issues going on with their Instagram account, but uh, Man Man is my shit. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know that they'll carry my, my weed strain too. Shit is dope as fuck. Shout out to my Cookies fam. Shout out to Green Door and all them. Listen, man, be safe. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Stop being a fucking amateur. Live that professional lifestyle. This is professional podcasting. P.
Peace, y'all. Yo, Dust Brothers, can I get some of that Lakey Lake, bro? That Lakey inspired. God bless. <laughs>